gone for a little bit, but we're still here. Been a while. We've been having travels, you know, picking up games all over the world, watching things here and there. But I'm your host, Charlie Hustle, and I'm here with two of my bestest amigos, Sandman. What's going on? And Coach Jose. What's up, everybody? Emphasize the hoe. <laughs> Emphasize the hoe. Hey, 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 hey. So, so we got some other things cooking up. We got, we, you know, go while you're listening right now and go and find our YouTube channel. Because we got some shit popping off. We got some videos coming. Adam's been in, Adam's been in the dungeon mm-hmm. putting in this work. Adam's been hard at work. Man, trying to. Trying to pick this uh, pick this thing off off the ground, get it running. But uh, yeah, our YouTube page, we just started it. We got a full video of a, like a coach's roundtable coming up. So be on the lookout for that. You know, we're going to post it all over our social media outlets. So we're excited. But if you hear that shitty noise in the background, it's last and definitely least the man they call Mr. 58% from the free throw line. Oh, ouch. ouch. AKA the 15 time All American at UW, Mr. Bruce Jackson. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the, the great introduction. I'm happy to be back. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. definitely, man. You know, we're definitely thinking about you guys. And it's just such a shitty situation, you know. And, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with those who were affected. And, you know, we pray for everybody to be safe out there. Blacktop Smack Talk cares. Definitely. Good call on that, Bruce. Welcome back to the show. It's been a few pause since, we, since we've uh, unfortunately heard your voice. But, you know, you're here. You know, hopefully you bring some insight. Good insight. You know, this is going to be like a, another test. It's like you're, you know, you Try, might. It's trying out all over again. You might be the new Markel Fultz. You might have just forgot how to do it all, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping to restart my, restart my career like LeBron seems to be doing here in, in Southern California. Oh, don't so. get Charlie too excited now. Oh, hey oh, now. Oh, my gosh. Hey here now. we go. And it begins. One of only two guys to score 50 points in the 16th season of their career. The other guy is? Kobe. Carl Malone. Terry Cummings. Carl Malone, right? Kobe was like 15th or, or yeah. I was just thinking of a 60-point yeah. Kobe game. did his, his 15th? I think so. Carl Malone did his 16th? was the last game, whatever year that was for Kobe. But that they was said like it was Carl. Carl Malone was one in his 16th year he did, which is crazy. Carl Malone was also, what, three years older than LeBron is right now? Probably. At at, least, in his 16th year. At least. Yeah. Yeah. The mailman. Huh. But, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> we're here, guys, and we're ready to rock. We got a couple. We got a couple uh, topics to, to address. You know, the season's been going by pretty fast. Shit's We're already about fifteen, crazy, game, man. fifteen games in. It's crazy. We're still mid-November, but the season starts so early now. It's like yeah, we're like an eighth of the way through, right? Thus far, like normally, like November. What is it today? Twentieth would be like the second or third week of the season, right? 
But I like how they did that. They moved it forward a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, the Sixers have already played 19 games. Right. That's a That's fourth. almost a fourth of the way through the season. Right. right. So I'm, you know, good for basketball junkies like myself because I can give two shits about football, you know, outside of, like, UW and the Seahawks. But, you know, I'm excited. NBA season's alive and well. Thanksgiving's coming up. And then next thing you know, boom, the Christmas Day matchups are here. Mm-hmm. Which are always fun. So, you know, starting starting off, we got a couple of topics we want to get into in regards to the NBA season thus far. And, you know, we want to start off talking about players, players who have impressed us, kind of like a surprise player. Can we um, do, are we doing surprise like in a good way or can we do also add them surprise in a bad way? However you want. Sano wants Surprise. to focus on the negative aspects of the world. Hey, I just want to get it clear. Oh, New York Nick is rubbed off I, I on it. I thought we got rid of Coca. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, surprising, you know, whatever facet you think. Um, so, yeah, how about this? Since the since the foreigner is back, why don't we just start off with uh, Mr. Action Jackson. Zeus, who's a, who's a couple guys that are, you know, stand out to you right now, either good or bad? Surprising. Surprising. Uh, I mean, right off the bat, just the the end of Kimba. Kimba Walker is just putting in. Leading the uh, NBA in scoring. After these last two games. Yeah, they, um, he doesn't I have a ton of help down there either. With, uh, uh, aggressiveness uh, early. He really, you know, really wants to get that all-star bid um, this year. So oh, in short. The three-pointer is dropping as well. So that's been my, uh, my pleasant surprise for, for the season. How about you, Adam? Would you, Hey, Bruce, Bruce, let me ask you. Would you have said that five days ago before he scored the 60 and 43-point games back-to-back? And then speaking of the All-Star game, the All-Star game this year is in Charlotte. Oh, hey now. Uh-huh. I remember last they year. They got their fucking act together. Right. With wasn't homos- it? With their laws on well, they, they moved it because of the, the bathroom stuff, right? Uh-huh. Right. Wasn't it last year? It was supposed to be in Charlotte? Last year or two years ago. I can't remember. Yeah. But they had that whole bathroom issue. Uh, and I think they like they failed to overturn it, and then the NBA like moved it in protest or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so they moved it to L.A.? Was it or LA? was L.A.? I don't remember where I don't I don't remember where I thought they were in New Orleans or something like that. Yeah, I think it was somewhere somewhere around. It might have been that knowledge. Was it last year or two years ago where it was supposed to be in Charlotte? Because I know it was supposed to be in Charlotte. Oh, maybe that was two years ago. Okay, that's what it was. But of course, they got it back. We can't get shit back over here in Seattle. We had a preseason game. Hey, positive steps. All right. Uh, right. Charlie, who you got, Charlie? Surprise. I mean, I player know two. Pick. Oh, I already, I already know, know too. I, I he, he's know. on my. I've written. I wrote it down. I mean, he fair pick. Oh, surprise player. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kemba would be a, is a really good surprise player. Just go um, ahead and say who say we it. think just you're going to say. say. We already know. If you don't say it, I'm going to say it. Oh, are we I, talking I, about the kid from Bo- Awful Bothell? We are. Come we on are. now, Awful Bothell, <laughs> Zach Levine. 
for our local listeners, Bothell, Bothell, or for our unlocal listeners, Bothell's a little suburb just outside of Seattle where Zach Levine's from. And he put on a show. I probably saw him play in high school at least seven times per season, sophomore, junior, senior year. So probably about 20 times. I uh, never thought he was going to be this good, averaging, you know, what, a lot, whatever he's at. He's at 25.3, and that's what the past week and a half he's I mean, been. He was, he's been pretty bad the last week and a half. Yeah, he's been he's had like some single digits and a 10. I mean, I don't think anybody thought he was going to keep up averaging 28, 29 a game for the whole season, but right. he's going to be up there, I think, low mid 20s. I think so, because especially since his usage rate is super high. Well, right. yeah. we'll see whole, what happens when the whole when, offense runs through him. Literally. Right? They're going to get Markinen back, but. Markinen and Dunn. And Chris Dunn. And Dunn's going to Dunn, help. And Dunn. He'll, he's going to play the defense that Zach doesn't really play. But yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to, to overlook. What he's been doing, yeah, I mean, like, just kind of like Kemba. It hasn't translated into a lot of wins, but it's because you need some help out there, you know? True. But I, I do like Wendell Carter. I think Wendell Carter is going to be a great piece for that team. He, he does a lot. He's everywhere. And, <clears throat> you know, as, as their pieces fill in. And then they'll get Bobby Portis back, and that's also going to help. You know, you don't have yeah. marketing or Portis. They actually have, they have a lot of guys coming back. And Dunn. Right now. Yeah, Dunn, Portis. Yeah. Because Levine, Levine's kind of had to play that's some de facto point guard. Right. Yeah, that's three potential starters. Shout I mean, out Portis is borderline, but right. Shout out to the Husky Justin Holiday the other night, who was like six for six from downtown. Against he was the Bucks. He was just pulling off the dribble like heat check. I'm like, man, where was that at? That was your guy, Bruce Fireman. Fireman, man. He was, he was out there putting out blazers, man. Fireman, man. It's just the only thing is with the Bulls is they're so bad defensively. They're giving up 113 points a game. While only scoring 103, so that's a 10 point differential. And, uh, you know, Zach still has some ways to go on the defensive end, but he's made improvements, so it's been nice to see. I'm, you know, I'm a huge, I like him, I like Jabari, but them, them guys just Jabari, honestly, Jabari's been a little disappointing. I mean, he's coming off an injury, I know, but another ACL injury, yeah. So, little, I mean, everybody comes back differently from those, so I'm still. He might take a while. But yeah, the jury's still out. I, to me, I think I'm still early. Shit, he's averaging 15, so I mean, he he doesn't look too great offense or defensively. So, yeah, um, I mean, I just figured for that team though, like with especially with all these guys out, I figured Jabari would take a big, a big role in the offense. True. True. Who you got, Sano? Surprise. Uh, well, I mean, I think my surprise. I had the same one. I was gonna say Zach Levine, but. He, I think he's the surprise of the season. But I also wanted to g- give a shout-out to Vucevic down in Orlando. Vuce. I think he's been playing on a near – I mean, if Orlando was better, he'd be playing at a near MVP level, the way that guy's playing. Uh, hey, what, what's his numbers? I mean, he's always got good numbers. 20, 20, like. 20.4 points and just about 11 rebounds a game. And probably close to four or five assists. So how much more is that? And they're 9-9. Nine and nine. Than he normally is. They're I feel five. Like he's always eighteen and ten. Though. They're five hundred. Uh, I don't know. This. I feel like he's taking a big step this year. I know. Fantasy wise, he's a monster. Well, yeah. Fantasy wise, yeah, he's been more. He's been more efficient this year. I mean, he's averaging almost four, almost four assists a game. Yeah, he's, he's been up there. His turnovers are down this year, so he's playing at a more efficient clip. Plus, he's shooting over eighty percent from the free throw line. He's taking a pretty big step, I think. Another guy uh, we talked about briefly before we jumped on was. Bruce's guy, Siakam, from Toronto. Well, a little bit under the radar, th- but another that was going to be another one of my surprise players is Kyle Lowry so far leading the NBA in assists. That True. is surprising. Which we've never seen him. I don't know if he's ever averaged over six. 
He's always been more of a scoring point guard. But their offense is different now. He definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nursey Nurse. And Nurse is the, it, the, he's putting a lot more movement. Um, and you had to with, with Kawhi. Kawhi's not a real like iso ball player, which is fine. But the offense he's instilled has really allowed movement. Guys are, you know, you see a lot of parity in their scoring. You know, one game Ibaka has 34. Lowry, Van Fleet was their leading scorer the other day. So it's kind of neat to see the parity that Toronto has within their offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking, speaking of coaching changes, too big. I was going to name uh, Toronto had the coaching change, and then Milwaukee, who uh, Toronto actually had like they had the big turnover, obviously with the Kawhi Demar's and Demar Derozan trade. But Milwaukee's returning a lot of the same team, and they've taken a huge step. And the only real major change was getting rid of Jason Kidd and hiring uh, Coach Budenholzer. Well, well, Kidd didn't make it through the year. They had someone else finish. They had an interim Joe coach. Yeah. Who was it? Joe Putney. Joe Putney. And then in the offseason. Yeah, he was always yeah, an interim In the offseason, they had hired. Yeah. But still, the coaching change, and we see Milwaukee. We'll get into that one in our next segment when we talk about contenders and pretenders. I got to see the Bucks up close in person last week in L.A. What's the scouting uh, report? Oh, they lost that game, though, right? Was that the overtime game? Yeah, the Clippers beat. It was a big weekend for the Clippers. They beat the Bucks at home, and then they beat the Warriors. And that was the, that was the big game we'll discuss later, too which I had an inside perspective. Oh, you were at the game where it happened. Yeah, yeah. think about that. That was a reason, because I was there. I started the fight. That's right. (laughs) Oh, Bruce was there. Oh, you guys were together? No way. What? Not really. I was down, uh, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies and stuff. Don't forget Bruce was there as well. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Play play nice, guys. Purposely. Yep. We'll get into that. But no, it was it was a, it was an awesome game. Uh, you know, we didn't know obviously in the arena that there was a fight happening, but we knew that you know. Shit. Could you? So at the time, you couldn't really tell what was going on. Nah, right? no, nah, we just yeah, we didn't even see like them react to Draymond at all after that last play of the game. We had you no just idea. Saw him really. Fall over, throw the ball away. <clears throat> yeah. That was it. But he yeah. had a lot of plays that game where he was trying to do a lot. You know, and maybe he because it's like when you play in any game, if one of your star players is out. Everyone feels like the load has to be picked up, but it's not all on you. I mean, I think we were talking about – we might have been talking about this in the group chat. We were, like, this isn't the first time Draymond has, has trying to take a game into his own hands and blown it. Right. You know, we've seen him kind of – Play hero ball. Try to, yeah, try to play hero and then either lose the ball or make the wrong play or whatever the case may be. So, anyways, that's a different subject. Uh, Let's see if Adam's got a surprise guy. It's not a surprise for me. Because I've been calling this for oh, a while. Hey now. Oh, can we guess? You might or, be able to guess because I'd be I've been pumping this dude up since I've watched a lot of him in the last year or so. Tobias Harris. No, huge fan. If they stay, he'll be the all star from the Clippers this year. Oh, well, well, I hope it. so. Um, Ooh, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Blake Griffin. Paul George. I expect that out of those guys. Um, no, Luka Doncic. Oh, I was going to say rookie's name. Luca. He does Is it surprise really? Not surprising for me, but it's I'm sure a lot of people it's a surprise for. Coming into the coming into the season there's questions about his athleticism, will he be able to get his own shot off, you know, his lateral quickness, his body structure cuz he's you know, he doesn't look like he's in shape. He gets tired really easy. But he's been 
killing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely killing. 19.2 points, 6.8 rebounds, a 4.1 assists. He's the leading scorer on the Mavs. And the Mavs, are, the Mavs are hanging up. They're like, you know, right around 500. They might be a little below. They're a 7-9 team right now. Right. So they're, yeah. And they've had some impressive wins. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Thunder. Some impressive wins. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of, right, as you can see, they, they kind of go how Luka goes. Because Luka's had a couple games where he's, you know, been kind of quiet, and then they usually don't win those. But when he's on his game, when he's getting like 20-plus, <clears throat> I wish I had the stats uh, of when Luka scores 20 points, do they win or not, you know? It seems like it's a pretty high success rate. Yeah. But he's just, with, with, with the way he plays the game, it's just so, like, he's in, he plays at his own pace. He's it not seems like he's, he's not really sped up. It seems like he's controlling, the, like you said, the pace of the game. But he's also got just, even on defense, it feels like the whole flow of the game is kind of under his, his, when he's going right. Yeah. Right. And in the few games I've seen, that's what I've noticed. You know, he doesn't he obviously defensively he has a ways to go and yeah. You know, this summer will be crucial for him to improve the body, shed the body fat, and really get in tip top shape. I mean, what um, is he, nineteen years old? Nineteen. But yeah, uh Luca Luca's been impressive. See, I think and uh, the fact that the offense is really running through him. Yeah. And him and Dennis Smith, you know, it's too early to tell if that that's gonna work as a backcourt, but I like how they're kind of been they've been able to play off of each other. Um, Out of all the rookies we saw, there was a lot that we I, felt could be in the race, but I feel like it's pretty much a two man race for this for this rookie of the year so far. Because my rookie, if I, if I was going to pick a rookie, that's been a surprise. I mean, Doncic, like I didn't expect these good in numbers, but I expected him to be good. But I think Trey Young has been. Well, I think that, that's it. Just those two. All the other guys that maybe had a shot going into the year, I think it's kind of a two man race right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't yeah. expect these numbers from Trey Young, though. I didn't expect him to be able to do. I mean, he's had some bad games too, but he's kind of surprised me with being able to put up. I think his last game he had twenty five and seventeen assists. Right, twenty five and seventeen is pretty pretty serious numbers. Yeah, and I think he's he's right now he's a volume scorer too. He's taking a lot of shots, but he's averaging seventeen and eight. Yeah, another guy that's nineteen years old. Right, and you know, I, but I agree. Yeah, Trey, uh, I was. I'll be the first to admit, and Charlotte, you guys all know this, I've never been really a Trey Young fan, and I've been shocked about his, he's, he's transitioned to the NBA game pretty well. I thought it'd just be the physicality of it and, and the athleticism of defenders on him, um, and I've been shocked that he's still been able to get to the cup and, and distribute, and, um, and obviously he's had the, the shot there, but... His, I was wrong. And at times, he's a real crafty finisher. Mm-hmm. He if he if yeah. he gets that shoulder by the defender, he figures out a way to like push off the defender to get like an extra gap and lay and put that arm out there on big guys too. And so, some of those moves he he uh, we saw him pull in college that we were like, is that going to work in the NBA? So far, it is right, especially with the new rules in place where it's you know, with the game is being sped up a lot more and. There's not as much uh, hand checking going on, so it's really pro offense. A lot of it's pro yeah, offense, which, which is, falls into his favor, right? Which is what they want. So yeah. he's taking advantage of that. Um, so yeah, those are those guys have been impressive. All all the guys we picked. I mean, there's probably about ten more we could. There's a lot of surprises we, we could go so off far. of, um, like guys that are making like Deer and Fox has made a jump. 
from yeah. last year to this year. Collie Stein, Buddy, Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed is another one. Buddy's been balling. And then you, you can look on the other side of the coin. Guys you thought would take a jump, maybe like all like Brandon Ingram. You Lonzo know, he, Ball. Yeah, well, yeah, the and those guys, Lakers like team. Ingram's points are down. Obviously, you got LeBron, who's a high-usage player, right? But that means, you know, they're, but their their pace is so high that he should be averaging more points, right? Right. Like, in terms of Ingram, you know? And the, the funny thing about that is, too, you could say Ingram's been a disappointment. You could say Ball's been a disappointment. The Lakers are winning right now. Relatively. But the I thing mean, is that they're, they're, they're in every above, game. They're above 500, I think, aren't they? They're nine and seven. Nine and seven. A seed right now. Right, and that's the thing about them is they could. They're the type of team where they could be, they could be what twelve and four, but they could also be seven and eleven or whatever. Right. Because all their games come down to the wire, and, and um, you know the first few games they didn't really know how to end those games. They didn't really know what to do. Right. Right. Like, I who, mean, who's they supposed need- to handle? Is it, is it Lonzo? Is it Rondo? Is it Braun? And now they're just been kind of giving it to Braun and letting him make a decision like here. Yeah. Well, now Rondo's out too, right? Yeah. Out for a few weeks. But, I mean, you can kind of tell because they've needed LeBron for these past few games. They needed him versus Atlanta. They needed him to score <laughs> 50 versus uh, Miami. They pissed the, the game against Orlando away. So, you know. Yeah, it's, we'll see what happens on Wednesday when they play Cleveland. Right. Cleveland. they need him to get busy? I think he will, regardless. Well, he probably wants to. It's his reunion tour, right. so. Um, What's the reception going to be? Super booze? No, nah. I think it'll are be they positive. O- are, are they over? I think they're over. It. They I got a championship. He's I got think a championship. the first, the first time he went back in 2010 was just an outrage, right? Because that from that, that was a blindside. But um, another rookie I wanted to throw out there before we move on. There's no way he's getting booze. He paid. His debt is paid. His debt is paid. His debt is paid. The rookie I was going to say was DeAndre Ayton. Oh, yeah. Another I guess, guy. I guess I mean, it's a, it is a three-man race. You got to have – yeah, just, just go back to that. My, I think those other two are a little – A little slightly, bit ahead. Slightly right? above. But I think you got to include Ayton in there right sure. now. Because Ayton's what? Yeah, he's 17 and 10. Yeah. He's, a, he, he's probably going to have 50 – if he's healthy, 50, 60 double-doubles. Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, just so bad, though. Holy Phoenix is terrible. Shit. I mean, but, I mean rookie so of the year Atlanta's, doesn't really – Is Phoenix worse than Atlanta? <laughs> I know. It's – Phoenix is three and thirteen. Atlanta's right about there, three and fourteen. But and those those are the teams that are going to get the most opportunity. Yeah, sixteen. He's sixteen and uh, ten. And the yeah, every night. Yeah, but how about how about some guys that have been disappointing? Well, so that's what I was saying, like Bi, like Brandon Ingram. Like I really thought he would take that next step. Because I'm thinking of Boston. Yeah. Thinking of a lot of guys on Boston that I thought would take a jump. Speaking of jumps, like we talked about, Darren Fox, Jason Tatum, Jay Tate. It's kind of gone the opposite direction. Yeah, I don't know if that I has mean, to do with like a log jam at, you know, with depth that they have this year with Hayward and uh, Kyrie coming back. But I, I think it's, there's just a chemistry issue right now. It's it's not easy to incorporate two All Star level players, um, All Star caliber players, into a system where you are the focal point. Now guys are trying to figure out their roles. So I mean, shoot, Jalen Brown, and you know we'll get into Boston a little bit later. And Jalen Brown's not has isn't doing great Same either. Thing. That's what I say. There's a lot of players. Like Jalen Brown, he's throwing shit up at the right. Time. He's yeah. he's shooting 37 percent from the field. J- oh, Jalen Brown. Right. He needs to just, yeah, and he needs to just take better shots, man. Right, and that you know that's I something. Log jam, man. They do. Log jam. They do. I agree. There's a log jam. Well, it's I think a, a lot of guys who will improve in that situation with one one person needs to be shipped out. The one needs to be shipped out. And I think all their woes will fix itself because there's a log jam. Nobody knows their role. 
Well, yeah, and that goes into what Brad Stevens has to come up with because obviously their starting lineup isn't working. So they need to incorporate somebody who doesn't need the ball, so to speak. So insert like an Aaron Baines or like a Marcus Smart and you have Hay- the starting lineup. You're right. And have Hayward or Jalen Brown come off the bench, get some parity in there and have like Hayward dominate, you know, second units and have the offense run through him. Man, I and, don't know if they if they can justify bringing Hayward off the bench. I don't for see that contract. Sure, I mean, but I don't see, you know, they're looking long term though, right? And that that'll give him a chance to really gain some confidence, get his legs under him, because you know. And then another thing, he's on a minutes restriction, so he's trying to do the most. And I think his minute restriction was twenty five minutes a game, so he's trying to go balls to the wall. But, you know, he, he's still getting his legs under him also. Kyrie, same thing. You know, it's not like Kyrie had, like, an injury similar to Hayward's, but, shit, he had his third knee surgery in two years and one that was a fucking staph infection yeah. and shit where he's hooked up to – he had to take bl- shit with his blood or blood thinners or something like that. The thing, the thing is, though, we've seen – like Kyrie, we like we've seen old Kyrie play. You know, we, he's had his flashes where he scored. I think last game he was forty three or forty one or something. Like oh, that. he's looking great. The last he's few played weeks. well. Yeah. So, and Hayward, we haven't even seen like what's what's his high this year? It's not more than like fifteen. Right, I mean that was that one game. He yeah, like fifteen. Right, it's, so he's definitely like an average of the twenty that Charlie thought he would. Yeah, that was preseason. Right. Well, I thought he was healthy. Good. Right, the but, dude doesn't even look like he can run. Right, he looks really, really slow right now. Get his his basketball legs back. Um, it's still early. I mean, they've been playing for a month now, about so. Well, since we since we just talked about Boston as a surprise team in the in the negative section, are there any other teams that you guys, you know, are kind of surprised that they're doing poorly, or do you want to start? Well, I mean, I think there's there's an obvious one. They turned it around a little bit, but Houston, Houston, Bruce, what are you what are you thinking over there? In sunny San Diego. Um, as far yeah, my disappointing team was definitely you know Celtics. Considering I'm a Celtics fan, um, which is interesting because my surprise team and the Celtics have something kind of in common. But on the opposite end, I mean, my surprise team is the is the Nuggets. Um, I think Denver is playing really well, um, and a lot of people don't you know realize that they're. They're doing what they're doing offensively, um, still without obviously their their number fourteen pick and Michael Porter, and they're not using Isaiah Thomas yet as well. Yeah, they might never use those uh, guys. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if those guys are ever coming back <laughs> yeah. healthy. But uh, their players have picked it up offensively, but most importantly, they picked it up defensively. You know, Denver is a top, you know, top about well, top eight, top ten team defensively, which is crazy. Because the Celtics, if you look at the top 10 teams in the NBA, uh, the Celtics, as far as points per game, is the number one defensive team in the NBA. So you would think the number one defensive team, that might equal up to win, but the Celtics' offense is terrible. They actually have the worst win percentage out of the top 10 defensive teams in the NBA. And Denver is one of those teams that's like, I think they're like six or seven. But if you go through that top ten list of defensive teams, and you, and you need it a little bit to win games, Celtics have the best, but the worst win percentage because they have zero. Their offense is 
not producing at all while those other teams have. But, yeah. you know, Denver's my surprise team on the positive end. Uh, I like what they're doing defensively. I like the, the uptick in offense. All, it seems like their starting five is taken. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go um, the rest of the season here. So so Denver got off to like a 9-1 start, but they're 10-7 and right now. I think they, they have been playing well. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're four and six last ten. They seem, so far, it's been like kind of a tale of two two streaks, right? That's a hot streak and a cold like, streak. This early in the season, it could just be favorable scheduling. Yeah, you never Maybe know. Maybe you get a lot of home games. Like, I know the Blazers have had a lot of home games, you know. Well, they started off with a lot of home games. I think now it's starting to even out. But I think with the Nuggets, what is evident is j- – their play at the point guard position and i say that not as a sh- a shade on jamal murray but he's not a point guard and he their de facto point guard is yoke yoke yeah right yeah, you know run and the offense, the offense through runs through him and he's the one making plays for for others if they had another guy who's could really just run the offense i think that's why we see so many times where Jokic is so like inconsistent. There are games where he shot one time, and that was like a game winner. And his last, the, the one shot was yeah, like the, that. It was a game winner. The one at the last second, and which so, is crazy. You know, I think Jamal Murray. Hell, he put forty eight on the Celtics, the best defensive team in basketball. So it's like you know he can definitely score. They they if they had a point guard, they could, guys could shift. He could go to the two. Gary Harris could go to the three. You know, and I think the offense would run a little bit smoother, and shoot, their their record might be a little bit better. But that's just my my two cents about them. Um, I'm still pretty high on Denver, though. I think they're going to finish. Yeah, top, I ha- top five. In yeah, the I West. had them fifth. I had them fifth in the West. Charlie, who's your surprise team? You know, I guess I'm just surprised on how good and dominant Toronto looks. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I I have them as like a they're a real deal. Real, you know, in the past, maybe because LeBron was there too, but you just no one, even even versus like not LeBron, I didn't really take Toronto serious versus other teams, whether it was Washington or, or Philly or Boston. I was like, I don't think they could beat them now. I mean, I think Toronto could beat anyone in the East. They, yeah, Toronto was one of the, before they made this trade, they were always one of those teams that had a good record in the East, but their record seemed kind of soft for some reason. Well, yeah, something about it. You just yeah. knew that they weren't going to get past either LeBron or other teams. Or even like Boston or somebody like right. that, yeah. Like other so, teams could come out, the, Philly just came out out of nowhere, but their process finally came to fruition. Right. And it's like, oh, well, they're probably better than Toronto. Yeah. But we never had to, well, Toronto beat, who they beat before they got swept last year? They beat someone before they got swept by, uh, they beat Washington in six? Was it Washington? Maybe mm-hmm. they beat Washington in six before yeah. they got swept by the Cavs. Yep. We know beating the Wizards isn't that big of um, a deal anymore. And then, yeah, I mean, Toronto and Milwaukee both, Top of the East, you know, I've always been a I've always been a Greek freak guy, ready to see if they take that jump. But I kind of gave up on that jump as a team that they're never really going to be that good. Like, mm-hmm. ah, they're just that perennial five seed, right? They're cool, but they're not really, uh, you know, nice. But you know, sometimes it takes that coaching change and a fresh look. Um, yeah. If I remember right, I predicted that one right. Toronto, uh, Milwaukee. Oh, you said. I, said, I think I, I think I had. Milwaukee top three, I said, but I said Toronto was like. I four. had them as the AC. Milwaukee, so Milwaukee's making me look, you know. I, I mean, thought hey, that coaching I'm, change would make a difference. I'm wrong. What I did miss on so far was mm-hmm. Toronto. One of the things about the Bucks, they said, is with the new coaching, is that they've decided to, uh, in, a, in a league full of mismatches, they've decided to switch, to not switch at all, and get over every screen. 
So it creates less mismatches for the other team's offense, right? Because that's what you want. You keep making screens until you get the big guy on the guard, right? You yeah. Know? That, that's why the Warriors are so hard, right? I mean, there's pluses and minuses to it, right? Though. But, you know, when you have length like, the, like they have, like a Middleton, like a Giannis, right? Even Bledsoe's got a long wingspan. Um, Brogdon. You know, it's crazy, man. In person, Brogdon and Bledsoe, especially Brogdon, is fucking swole. Brogdon's huge, bro. Hmm. I had no idea. And he's got good feet. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell that on TV. But when you see him, I was like, damn, this dude's massive, man. Bledsoe, you can kind of tell. Bledsoe's always been that way. You know, and I've, I've always liked Bledsoe. I liked him when he was a backup in the Clippers for Chris Paul. And I thought, man, I can't wait for him to have his own team. Then he was on Phoenix with two other point guards, Isaiah and Goran Dragic. Dragic. It's like, ah, oh, man, maybe Bledsoe's just never going to be that good. And, I mean, it's not like he's killing. He's probably only averaging like 15, 16. But, but he's been a big part of that team. You know? Yeah, yeah. Brogdon, former oh, rookie of the year. Right. So Yeah, you're right, Chuck. I mean those those Bucks, uh, I think that going to that non um fighting over every screen like you mentioned, um, attributed to their increase in, in the defense. I mean again, all these top teams share something in common, they're very good on the defensive end. The Bucks right now are, are about fifth in the league uh in points points defensive points allowed per game. Uh, and going to that mindset, they're actually like number one in uh, opponents' fast break points because they tend to be their athletic younger team. And they tend to be with their men uh, more consistently by not switching or going on. Oh. And they're not turning. They're not turning over the ball as well. I see. So, so Bucks, legitimate contender in the East. Uh, I think so. I mean, that's something we'll get into. Are we, on, are we on that subject? Oh, man. I, you, <laughs> fuck, you fuck skipped over me, so that's cool. Uh, shit, Did you have I, another surprise player? No, I was talking about my team. I haven't, oh, said, right, I haven't yeah, said a yeah, team. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who's your uh, team? Shit, Portland. Right. Portland. After what they went through. Oh, man. They, they fucking... I had them out of the playoffs, and they're sitting at top of the West right now. They're, the they're doing the – Dame is just one of those guys. Like, you know, I thought about surprise players. He's putting up the same type of numbers, and he's maybe more efficient, but he's just a leader, man. He yeah, just he gets is. it done. Um, I hope the, he doesn't get traded to the Lakers. They're seventh in, they're seventh in defense and eighth in offense. Um, is that league or conference? In the league. Oh, wow. In the conference. That would be terrible. Yeah, I guess it would. Well, I didn't know what point you were going here. Right. So if you'd let me finish and okay. stop talking over me. Charlie Winhurst. I'm just trying to get the facts here, man. Right. So – what they're what they're doing a lot this year is they they used to stagger Damon and CJ, it, um, so they could each get their chance to kind of shine. What Terry Stotts is doing this year is he's letting Evan Turner run the second unit with uh with Curry, uh, and the Stauskas, Zach Collins, and uh, Charlie's guy Myers Leonard, and that has allowed Damon and CJ to play a lot together, which obviously creates a ton of problems within uh for opposing defenses. So that's something that that really has helped the Blazers and you know another thing is Nurkic has been d- pretty solid 15 and 11. 15 and 11 is not that's not that's not a scrub. He's he's he, playing that pick and roll game really well with those guys. Yeah, he yeah. is. There go. Those guys are learning how to play together. CJ, uh, Damon Nurkic. Yeah. So and Dame, you know, he's twenty six, twenty six, six and five. So you know that's you know he's one of the top guards in the league right now, playing at a high level. So all right. So let's Paul, so let's say we can moving into the next 
topic here. Are you going to say Portland? What do you think about Portland's end of the season chances? Uh, what, what are they contending for, basically? We know, I know you're not going to say an NBA title, but... Well, back to what Adam was saying, yeah, like uh, how they realize Evan Turner's a guy that needs the ball to be effective. So they made him just, a, like you said, the, the backup point guard, and, and they made an emphasis to surround him with shooters to make right, the whole game, Curry, the whole game Curry, plan work. Curry, Stauskas, and Myers Leonard. Right. That was something that, that they tried to do after, you know, a lot of teams would have folded after what they went through last year, you know, feeling like they were the good, and then, bam, got swept out the playoffs. Right. Basically, I they stuck with it. They were close. For sure. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and, like, be a prisoner of the moment after, what, they're first in the West right now and their record is... Uh, right. I'm not going to, you know, after 17 games, declare them like a contender. No, I'm just saying, like, what do you think they're... What do you think their their peak, like, their what's their max potential? Making the playoffs. First round, maybe winning a first series. Round. I think they can win you a think series. They can win a series. I think they're they're getting it's, to that. You know, I think it's all about <laughs> shit. It's all about matchups in, in the West. So, yeah, I'm not. I gotta see more. So I, so I guess you know I'm really impressed for what, with what I've seen thus far, but I gotta see more. So yeah, but, making the playoffs and putting up a fight in the first round, I think is like yeah. What if Portland played Denver? Or what if Portland played New Orleans again? That's a terrible matchup. Portland right. plays Golden State. But Denver, they might be well, able to I mean, get that. They got the experience on Denver. Denver has never been there, right? So That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, what, I'm trying to get at, like, what would be – what's the point where it goes, like, anything more is, is a bonus and anything less is a disappointment? First round? Well, I think for them, for, getting, so making, making I think the first for Portland is, is a win, like a successful season is getting to the second round. Getting to the second round? And getting home – yeah, home court advantage – and then getting to the second round. Well, I think, well, yeah, getting to the second round, I think more because they got home court advantage last year yeah, and they got swept. And tricked it off. So, um, I mean, right now, it's it, it, it's funny to look at the West standings right now because you got the Warriors who are struggling. You got hotter teams like Memphis. Like Portland. Memphis, Memphis. Okay, so after today, Memphis is second in the West. Portland is first. Uh, the Clippers are now first. Fourth, yeah. The, no, yeah, the Clippers. Yeah. No, the Warriors are third. The Clippers are fourth. Uh, or no, the Clippers are fifth. OKC is fourth. So it's all kind of man. I was gonna give a shout out to Paul George, who's holding it down for the Thunder. There, that's that's Adam's guy. Man, well, he's been. I mean, without Westbrook, man, he's been holding it down. They're the hottest team in the NBA in the last ten. They're the only team in the NBA that's eight and two until Westbrook came back. Well, then they lost, but still, that, that you know, and all that's really PG. And, and, and my guy, shrewd operator, and, the shrewd one. And don't forget Stephen Adams. Oh yeah, that guy's a fucking man. Oh, you seen that the other day? Well, Collie's player in the NBA. Collie Stein tried to shove him. Didn't even him. move. <laughs> Collie Stein <laughs> momentum pushed him back. He didn't even move. So um, yeah, no, that's Thunder, man. That's Thunder. What, what they do is they steal the ball. They lead the league in, in uh, steals, turnovers. Right, and they're the one. They're always top five. I mean, shoot, and this is without Roberson, but they're hopefully um, gonna get the offense back. Well, you know, with Russell Westbrook, you know him coming back. Obviously, it's an adjustment. You know, even one of the best players in the league coming back. You know, but they have a big one tomorrow against Golden State, so that'll be a nice measuring stick. Although 
I don't know if Draymond's playing. I know Curry's out for sure. Curry's out for the next. Curry's out for a little bit while. Three while more longer, games, yeah. at least three more games. So, with that groin injury, oof. Oof. so let me ask the same question I asked about Portland with OKC. What do you think? Uh, conference finals. Conference finals is is a successful successful season. season? If say say they go out first round, disappointment. Oh, so they go for out, sure. So they go out second round. OKC. That's a little bit better. I'm going to guess it depends if they play in the Warriors in the second round. Whoa. Sorry about little, that. A little technical difficulty <laughs> over just, there. We, you know, <laughs> while we're recording, we're still trying to keep an eye on the, on the league, you know? Keep an eye on the league for you guys. Um, OKC, okay, but if you think about it like this, Sano, in two years without Kevin Durant, they haven't made it out the first round. I know, I know. So, Westbrook, Westbrook's MVP year. And they also they don't they have lost five. This is the first year... This is the first year without KD that they don't have a mellow. They have a committed Paul George. They have a mature Steven Adams. Hopefully they have a Westbrook that's learned how to play with. And a healthy, a healthy Roberson. He's healthy Roberson. For them. When are they expecting Roberson back? Uh, he's going to get reevaluated next month, December. Yeah. So hopefully. The, the, healthy, the healthy Roberson is huge. If I've got to take between OKC or Portland, making it deeper. I'm gonna take an OKC team that have stars that I trust more. Yeah. And bigger in 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 the stretch. Like if it's like I need to I need to go win this game or prevent my team from getting swept by the Warriors. Am I gonna trust Dame Dollar or a fucking a friggin' intense Russell Westbrook? I'm going with Westbrook. Right. So, You're right. No, I agree. I think OKC's got more uh, potential. Upside. But yeah, upside yeah. to go further in the playoffs to make more noise. Uh, I, I think they'll they'll be right up there with the top teams in the West when it's all said and done. We'll see. They're they're so bad offensively, but they're so great defensively that it kind of balances out. Yeah. Um. You know, for those who don't who have never watched um, Bruce Jackson play basketball, he's kind of a mix of a Roberson slash Diallo. I think Jeremy Grant or Jeremy Grant slash Roberson can't shoot. <laughs> Can't shoot at all. My 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 three year old shoots better than Bruce, but then you know can oh re- really no. hit the glass. No. No. Wait a second, wait a second. I can admit the jumper at times can be off, but I can finish. I can get to the cup and make my own shot. I can finish at the rim at will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, and Jeremy Grant can do that. So you're like a Jeremy Grant slash. Uh, Roberson, you know, a, a defensive stopper slash Sean Marion, you know, with your quick jump. So it's a nice little NBA comparison for you. Oh, my goodness. I'm a stat stuffer. All the stats. I'm filling in. I'll be a fantasy killer. Okay, well, I'll, right, let's, I'll, move, let's move on. Let's move on. I'll take out the Sean Marion then so I don't pump just his head up Jeremy anymore. Grant. Right, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Grant. Um, the Scott Brooks coaching IQ. Man, so... Just really quick, you guys. Top four in the East, are they all contenders? Top four right now in the East? Yeah. So I mean, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston. Philly, and Boston. I mean, those th- are those four teams because those are they're not the top four uh, record-wise. So, I think those four teams that I just named are clear-cut top four teams in the East. Well, yeah. Would you give them a chance in 
I don't think there's don't anybody think that there's nobody that's going. Those, those four will mix it up. No, he's saying are those four like legit going? Can all those four go to the final? Uh, could, no, 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 no. Could they make a run at Golden? Could they give the Warriors a series? Any one of them? Well, I'd say any, but so I, I don't think the Warriors should be the standard. They're the they're they're the anomaly. I think they can give anyone else in the NBA all four of those teams. Give anyone else in the NBA a run for the cause right. But if we're Warriors talking about, are all time historically good. But if we're talking about contenders. No, I, this is a say, this is this is a rare you can't say anybody can contend with period the of time where the Warriors have the cheat code, right? Right. Any other year, I think any four of them could. I think Toronto could legitimately win the title. I don't think Philly's up there yet. I think Philly could beat almost two through seven in the in the in the West. I would take them over Portland. I'd take them in a series over Denver. I would, we'll, I, and I, we'll get to Philly later. Right. We'll get more we'll to, get Philly. to Philly. But later. Russell, while, I think those four. While we're talking about contenders, like I would take OKC over Philly. I think that'd be a hell of a series. I would take OKC over Philly. Jeez. I would take. Uh, what about see. Lakers? They're a wild card. That's what I'm Lakers saying. Lakers are. They're such a wild card because they can. I either... might take the Lakers over the Bucks, but not anyone else. The Lakers. I'm keep... higher on the Bucks than I am on the Sixers. Yeah, not me. Not with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler takes him in a playoff series to, R- to see, another level. Right now, if I had to rank them, I would say Toronto's a definite contender. Number one, I think Boston's going to get it together. Yeah, I think Boston's going to get it together. I'm not really worried about Boston. No, and I think Boston eventually is still going to come out of the East, but I think it's going to be between those two in the conference finals. Philly, I think, is just a one tier below, and I need to see more Milwaukee because they kind of we haven't seen we haven't seen this from them before. Like you were talking about earlier, like the perennial five seed. Right. right. Will it will it pan out for them playing this hot over an 82 game stretch? You know yeah. what I mean? Will so. Okay, well that's good. What do you think, really quick, Bruce? Before we move on. Well, I mean, uh, clearly, all of you think there is a pretender there because if you're looking at the top four teams right now in the East, that is not the Baltics, Boston Celtics. That's the Raptors, Bucks, 76ers, and the Pacers. None of you mentioned the Pacers, so clearly, you, all of you must think the Pacers are pretenders. Yeah, I, mean, oh, that I, don't, I don't think they're a contender. I, I guarantee. I guarantee it. They're they're a you pretender. Yeah. I guarantee they're a pretender. They're not coming out of the East. Okay. Um, no, I agree with, with, with and, most of you. And I don't know. I think the, um, I think the, Buc- the Bucks, I think they, with their roster, I think they entered uh, are pr- uh, a good matchup against a lot of teams. Right. Um, so, uh, I think, yeah, I think the Raptors, defensively, very good team. All those teams, Bucks are good. 76ers with Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, and then that will give them a boost. Um, my uh, my Celtics, I don't know. Unless they get these offensive woes, I'm a little concerned. So they figure out the role. I don't know about them. We'll see. It's uh, November. I'm Relax. The Pacers. the Pacers control the paint. They're one of the top defenses. They're in the top three defensively. Don't sleep on them. They've got a star. Oladipo can hit big shots, man. He can play. I will sleep on them. Oladipo comes for the jugular. Um, I don't think us, uh, I don't think Colin, I don't think, well, I mean, I guess it's one way to look at it, but us calling the uh, Pacers pretenders is not necessarily a shot at them, but just to say that the other four teams are that good. Right. And when when I say contender, I mean, like, can they get to the Eastern Finals? Can they come out of the East? And they I, win the East. I personally do not see that, but that's just my for, in, my for Indiana. For Indiana, but I think the I don't other four it's up for grabs. I, I think the other, yeah, I, I, I agree. Recall, I just recall a Pacers team taking that taking that LeBron team to Game Seven. For sure, LeBron team sweeping the Raptors. It was all matchups, um, though. A lot of the same so, yeah, I mean, saying. I don't. 
That was their. That was their. That was their. You know what? We're putting the welcome mat down and letting everybody know we're here for good. We just took LeBron to seven, and we had a chance to win that joint, right? But that, they pretty much sewed some major holes in that Cleveland team. They couldn't defend a lot. They made Cleveland look old as shit. But yeah. no, I agree. I think I think most of us think we have the same mindset. But I, I'm I'm starting to believe a little more in this in this Pacers squad. Um, you know, shout out to Mr. Sonic. Mac Ten. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see. Let's go ahead and uh, let's move to the um, I guess the West now. What do we What do we think about that, Adam? What do you think out there? In the West, I mean, I really only think there's to challenge Golden State. There's uh-huh. nothing. I think there's, I may, think there's maybe two teams, three teams at best. I think there's one team. Houston or OKC. OKC. I think Utah has a chance. Utah think, plays Golden State tough. I think Houston will come around a little bit. Donovan needs to come around a little more. He yeah, hasn't. He, he hasn't shown. He as for as much as he killed yeah. last year. You would think last year was his second year, and this year was his first year. Right. Sophomore slump. He's still averaging a dub, though. But right. was, I just but thought it was going to go. He's not efficient he's right now. a lot now. of shots to get there. Shooting 41% from the Wait. field and 29% from three. Is Donovan Carmelo 2.0? No, I'm not going to say that. No. Well, I mean, hey, if you're Carmelo, so this is the thing, man. Like, I always say Carmelo was a goddamn killer, man. He was a stone-cold killer. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. When he came to the Knicks, he was, like, he, he was, the, he was the only vote against LeBron when LeBron won one of his MVPs, right? Yeah, which would have made LeBron, Boston, which would have made LeBron and Curry the only t- the only unanimous right. MVPs. But that's how good he was that year, where he was taking away votes from a guy who was almost unanimous MVP. I mean, he was. It's like since s- then, six years ago, he was a legit top five player in the league, and then he's dropped off every year, and now he's to the point where he can't even be in an NBA game anymore. He's not even serviceable anymore. The game is the game is, and in the fact that he's friends with all the guys that are still good, I think it makes it hard for him to adapt. That I'm not those guys. I'm not LeBron anymore. I mean, look at guys like, like D. Wade. D. Wade's adapted. When D. Wade, you know, he doesn't even play half the time. He just had a baby and took a week off. No one gives a shit. What if LeBron took a week off from the Lakers? That'd be every fucking day he'd be on the news. But LeBron's still on a different level. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it just – and he's older. Uh, D. Wade's older. He's but three still. or four years older, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's too bad Bosch isn't in the league because Bosch, this is his league. This, is, this would be perfect. He's the stretch four or five. Yeah, he yeah, can yeah. shoot the three, handle the ball, play the post, run the break. But yeah, I mean the West is is the Warriors. You know, speaking of the Warriors, Warriors got right some now, issues. They're the third seed right now. Third seed, they got some beef. You guys probably know we got the beef with the KD and the Draymond. KD and a ran- KD and a random fan. Shut the fuck up and watch the game. He got fined for that, didn't he? He did twenty five Gs. Twenty five thousand for talking shit to a fan. Oh, right. Oh. Right. Bruce with the accurate quote. Yeah, I mean, uh, that must have been... Katie must have recognized that fan from Twitter or something. <laughs> <laughs> that must He must have saw his avatar. Like, oh, I know this motherfucker. He was talking shit to my fake avatar. But no, I mean, Katie let him know what it is. I mean, it's funny because we, we don't get to know what the fan said. The fan probably said some stupid he ass shit. A cupcake. Oh, is that all That's it was? That's what I said, yeah. Oh. He said he called him a cupcake. Well, I can call cupcake and still watch the game, yeah. Kevin. I mean, he paid a ticket. Right. He's sitting courtside. He's I thought he was going to say wants. something worse than that. No, I think, I mean. That cupcake was, does bother him. I thought was, he was going to be like, you're fucking was, trash. There was probably more to it, but generally, I think he, I, I'd already call him a cupcake. Yeah, did Sano do the, he paid his ticket defense? You know, to be quite honest, I, I kind of hate that defense now. I'm sorry. 
If you, as long as you're not saying anything derogatory, if, if all he said was cupcake, that's fine. And Wait, he, the what, fans should be able to say that. Where was that game at? What city? Dallas. Was it oh. Dallas? Yeah, mm-hmm. Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, Dallas is kind of like OKC. Close. Close enough. Yeah. That will, I think OKC fans were Maverick fans before they moved in. Yeah. So what are we, what are we thinking about this beef? Is it like water under the bridge? Is it a cause for concern? Is it just like, you know, is it, is it, is it success? Just like you guys get tired of each other. It's like, fuck, you know, like, what do you guys, what do you guys think? I mean, because just, I just saw this article that it said, Kevin Durant tells Yahoo Sports he's good with Draymond Green and adds the incident will have no bearing on his free agency. I mean, he's of course he's going to say that. Sure. I don't think he's going to say anything else in the public about... It seemed, you know. But it's crazy because Katie's so damn honest these days. That's true. He could have yeah, also said, you know, I don't want to talk about my free agency. Yeah. And, you know, w- they're probably know no comment. This. They're probably used to this playing with Draymond, too. They probably get this all the time in practice. Uh, the only thing I can see is, is how the Warriors organization views it. Like, do they view Draymond as a detriment to keeping not only KD but other players too? Like, has he become too much for him, or is he too important? Is he too important Man. that they're going to willing they're willing to put up with it long term? I don't I don't think it's an issue short term. I think they'll get it together. Obviously, like Charlie mentioned, when Curry comes back, that's probably the main issue that they're struggling right now. And they're not hitting shots. They're, they're, not, they're, hitting shots. they're not hitting shots KD's, at the clip. Well, Katie's like one for seventeen on threes the last three games or something crazy. Right, and right. and Clay's not shooting. Minus his 14-3 performance, he's not playing at the level that we know Clay can play at. Right, he struggled all year. And, you know, and it, it it's kind of interesting to sh- when it we talk about Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, and guys are just like, well, it shows Steph Curry is the most important player on the Warriors. While that some of that may be factual. Personally, they don't win the last two championships without Kevin Durant. No, I don't think so either. Especially that, two, especially yeah. that 2017 finals where it was 4-1, but really those games were a lot closer than 4-1. And he was the difference in that series. For sure. Even last year, do they get to the finals? That's it. They don't get to the finals without Kevin Durant. Right. But and you they, know, the funny thing is they could have maybe beat the Cavs without Kevin Durant. Right, right. That they, ca- Yeah, they would have beat that Cavs team but they probably would. Yeah. They would not have made the finals, especially not versus the Rockets. But that's how bad the East was last year. East was yeah. pretty bad, right? So, you know, I personally, I think it's all kind of like you know these things happen. What Draymond said, a lot of it is like you know you're a fucking bitch. You know, even if that that's your friend or whatever, like in the heat of the battle. It's kind of, you know, and then you're challenging them like, all right, go ahead and leave us. We're, we're better. You know, we're that's good the, without we you. We won before you. That's the right. stuff that's weird to me is like, how are you going to say that to a teammate? You that know, you that recruited. You, you recruited and you just fucked up that game. He's mad at you for, for not making the right play. And then you fucked off on the finals. Right. You cost your team essentially that game five. You fucked them off. But if he didn't fuck that off, they might not have Kevin Durant. True. So very true. <laughs> very true. So it's a, it's definitely an interesting. interesting they might have Harrison way. Barnes. <laughs> I, right. It's an interesting way to look at it, but I think it'll all boil over. Everything will be fine in terms it, of yeah this season. This right. Season, yeah. I, honestly, I think Kevin Durant is staying. That's really? just my personal take. I hmm. think he's staying. I think all this is just for whatever. Just he likes all this. I mean, he likes all this attention. I think he's going to end up resigning. I'm kind of fifty fifty. See, I think. I think there's a really good chance he goes. He hasn't. Don't. He hasn't really deaded the talk. 
No, right. He hasn't like, and he left it open. He's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm I want to go where I can get the most money. And that could just mean he's leaving it open. Like, it doesn't he could? It could. But he hasn't dead at the talk to where his teammates don't get asked now. What, right. But what's interesting is he he likes to mirror a lot of the stuff LeBron has done signing these one plus one contracts. So, but what LeBron did last year was like. I'm not. He he addressed free agency one time. That was his opening press opening press conference of last year, and then he's like, "I'm done." And I don't like you know. Uh, Nick Wright said this on the Chris Mannix show earlier. He said he doesn't remember Tristan or Jr. getting asked or Kevin Love getting asked about free you know LeBron free agency, and that's kind of like you know why would you? That's the that's the difference between LeBron and KD is. When, and in their handling of their free of their pending free agency is, you know Durant's taking questions all the time, and and willfully answering them mm-hmm. right. And you know, and, you know he's a pretty honest cat, so is so it seems. So it's like he's really just you know c- continuing he's keeping the dialogue right. going. He's definitely he's definitely been more inviting on free agency talk than LeBron has, but. So yeah, I think I think it'll be fine. I think once Curry gets back, I think the you know, the ball will get rolling. I, I think it's good experience for these guys to you know, it's good for these guys to go through some adversity. All champions That's go through it. I was gonna say, I was gonna say the same thing. All Kurt. champions go through it. Right. However, I, I'm interested to see if another I I don't wish this to happen, but if another big injury occurs more towards playoff time, how will they deal with it? See, I don't want to see any more injuries for play. For Definitely team, not. Not for any teams. I'm tired of these major players getting hurt and or just even big time role players. Even that. Even, even big that. time role players getting key hurt. key players. Anybody that's key player getting hurt. So, but I'm saying like you know, that obviously guys will get hurt, but and you know, the Warriors have been you know for was tell like it is. They've been the beneficiary of other teams having people injured or whatever and they've had pretty pretty good health for the most part so i would like to i wouldn't like to see it but I would, it'd be interesting to see how they would respond to a key guy being out you know i, mean, I, curry, I know, didn't, curry didn't play the entire first round into the second oh round. during their seven, 73 win season that was like the only one but they were so dominant that it didn't really matter he came back when was that when they played the rockets right mm. They played the Rockets. Was he hurt last year, so. too? Was Curry hurt last year in the first round? No, I think he was good. There was one of the rounds where they, was like, they were killing by so much, they were like, well, just, we don't even need to really we'll bring Curry it. back yet. Right, we'll just delay it. So, you know, that's just... We'll see. Yeah, like like I was going to say, uh, even their co- like coach, Steve Kerr, when he was like, yeah, we've been living the dream for the last three, four we years. We haven't been living an NBA reality. This is an NBA right. reality. So now it's they're like, kind of the brought back down to planet Earth yeah. a little bit. So it's... You know, all teams, all champions have gone through the Bulls, you know, Houston, um, the Lake, obviously the Lakers. So, uh, yeah, so moving forward, we got one more thing we want to talk about. You know, even though Santa was really fired up about talking talking Warriors for about 10 minutes. Man, my heart's racing right now. You know, <laughs> oh, I forgot Bruce was still there. Anyways, um, a big trade went down last week, and... It's kind of interesting because it happened so late. I thought it would happen a lot sooner, and so they really, you know, the team. Yeah. I would say the opposite. I thought I thought Minnesota was going to try to hold out as long as they could. Really? Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to trade him right away to avoid all this bullshit because he was sitting out on purpose. Well, I think that would make sense. But from what we were hearing from their front office, 
it just seemed like they were, I, I kind of felt like they didn't know what the fuck to do and they were just going to keep his ass. Well, that's what I thought, yeah. But just, it would have made sense to, hey, but let's they were, do this but they, now. But, but see, there's, so we're talking about Jimmy Butler and getting traded to um, Philadelphia. So it's Jimmy Butler um, and Justin Patton getting traded to Philadelphia for, it was Dario Saric, Robert Covington, Jared Bayless, and a 20 22 second round pick um but see that but i'm just saying that's the, goes to show how bad their ownership in front office is because the owner wanted to trade him tom thibodeau didn't want to trade him and scott Layden, the the gm they didn't want to trade him but the owner did so there's like kind of you know there's these guys weren't on the same page so you know um well with that trade uh, with Butler and Philly now, they're three and one. Uh, they're, but uh, I'm sorry, Philly is three and one. They just lost that first one. That was it to Orlando. Uh, the, so they're so what Philly is doing? They're starting Ben Simmons, Redick, Jimmy Butler, Wilson Chandler, and Joel Embiid. Who's looking like an MVP this year? He is. Oh, he's he playing is. great basketball. Great basketball. I think he's third in the league in scoring. Is he best big man in the league? Or Anthony Davis. I think he's the most uh, dominant Anthony, man in the league. I'm still saying Anthony Davis. But more Davis? dominant than Anthony Davis? I'm still saying Davis. I think, man, it seems like every night. He well, wouldn't more dominant be best? I mean, I think AD's more versatile. He just more because he's more fluid. Who are you taking? Who are you taking if you had the choice? Man, I, oh, shit, man, that's tough. Gotta pick. I one. really like Embiid's post work. You got to pick one. I'm still saying AD. Yeah, I'm, I think Embiid's I'm, a better three point shooter. He's not far back. For sure, really, not far I back. think so. Better three points. I mean, I, I'm sure he makes more threes. MB? I don't know the percentages. I would, take, I would take AB just thinking about, um, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, still, still always the the um, the possibility, the injury history of Embiid. I know it, it's kind of maybe in the rearview mirror now because he's proven he can, he can make it through a, a season. There's been so some with AD too, though. To be fair. AD's had some injury history as well. He's had some. He's had some. Nick, he's had some knickknacks for sure. But uh, so, what what are we thinking about the Butler, the Butler trade? For me, from a basketball standpoint, and when the first from the when the trade first happened, here I had, you know, I was thinking of the negatives first. So the negatives that came in my mind for Philly was, it killed their depth. They already. We're down shooting with the losses of Bellinelli and Ilyasova, which didn't seem like a lot, but now, on a broader perspective, those are, those are some key losses. Um, Jimmy Butler has a strong personality, and he every locker room he's been in, he's really fucked that locker room up. And then, do we? Do you really want to? He's played average close to forty minutes a game, playing under Tom Thibodeau all these years. And then he's going to be 30 by the time he signs his ma his max contract. Just teams want to be paying him the full max at the age of 34 or 35. So essentially 40 plus million. So those are some of the the negatives. Obviously, the positives is he's a killer. He's one of the 12 best players. Two-way. 12, 12, 15 best players in the league. Two-way player. But he has been getting torched recently. Right. He, you he's know, in a lot of pick and rolls. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, he's the guy that Philly can give the ball at the end of the game. 
Leads the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. As we saw the other day with that shot he hit against uh, yeah, uh, the Hornets. The Hornets. So that was Kem- he spoiled Kemba's sixty point game. And I think I think if you're Philly, that's a move that you had to make. Yeah. Because you struck out on LeBron, you struck out on Paul George, you struck out on Kawhi, and I don't think Kawhi is going to go there in free agency. So it's like I don't think Kevin Durant, I don't think Clay. Kyrie, no. So it's like, well, you kind of had to. You have this money available. You kind of have to swing for the fences and 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 see what you got. See, I like it for Philly. Number one, because it shows that they are going for it. And number two, I think you mentioned like the loss of their depth. So they they traded two rotation guys. They traded Covington and Saric, who are two of their best shooters. Two of the best shooters, right? Agreed. Butler's not a terrible shooter, but he's not on that level. I think all they got to do is make like there was talk the other day of making them making a deal for Kyle Korver. All they got to do is sign another Bellinelli, Ilyasova shooter that adds the depth right back there, and you get like you said a top twelve player in the NBA. The only question I would have is how he fits with a guy like Ben Simmons. Because I'm, not, I'm or, not really worried about Embiid as much, just because Embiid's on the block and you can you can you can work off a big man in a wing. Mm-hmm. Simmons is a different type of player just because. He's not a shooter at all. He's the point guard. and he He's needs, the point guard. But Jimmy Butler likes to have the ball also. Right. They're both more right. slashing types than shooting types. So I think that that dynamic there is going to be the interesting one to watch. But I think the rest of the team, as far as like personnel and, and talent, of course, I think that's fine. So It's this, just those two that so I think. So Landry, Shamit, Mike, like Mu- Shamit. Mike Muscala, TJ McConnell, and Amir Johnson are your – what or about my guy, Korkmaz? Korkmaz? He, he's barely... He requested a trade legend. before all that. And he did not request a trade. He requested a trade. Korkmaz? Before the Jimmy, Bu- <laughs> before, before the Jimmy Butler deal. I want out. No I'm going to go make a because difference. He, he wasn't even playing. Exactly. That's why. Was he, he expecting to play? I, I assume so. Right. Korkmaz. Come on. You didn't even know his name before Summer League. So I think... But, but see, that's my point. That's your depth. Is that the is that the bench of a championship level team? But, but but my point is, did they really lose that much depth from what they had before? Well, JJ was off the bench before. They have a number one pick who right. should become off the bench. Who's fucking they lost. replaced they oh, replaced Coving, they replaced Covington and Saric with Butler. Covey right? Covey was shooting a, obviously takes a hit. Rocco was a starter. And, and honestly, when you think about it, they they've lost Markel Fultz now. That's Jesus. that's a whole different story. Well, he was already lost. But, yeah. but it's kind of, no, 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 no. You're right, though. But it's kind of interesting how it all happens after the trade goes down, and then he loses his backup minutes to TJ McConnell. Was it last night? Yeah. He only played, what, took nine minutes? Seven, seven minutes? minutes. And then now he's on a hiatus. I mean, I don't know if that has anything and, to do with, and, has something to do with the trade. I think so. He got, I think he got pushed out the starting lineup for sure when Butler came out. Out of starting lineup, definitely. And now his rotation spot's kind of being taken. Uh, but, the, I mean, we all saw the highlights of how he was shooting free throws and his, his weird hitch he had on his jumper. Like, he's not healthy. Right. But, so see, he it's needed- funny because after that announcement was made that he's, you know, he's not doing any team stuff, he was shooting around with his teammates. I saw that today. That's kind of weird. So, but, it, but it wasn't an official practice, they said. Sure, but it's just such a bizarre... The whole thing is weird. Something is... And there's something going, going on. on. The whole stuff with Drew Hanlon, you know, his... his All this the, stuff. The trainer. And it's we like, had this conversation you, last year where he, we said this is one of the weirdest stories. You know, it's, it's weird, though. It seems like his his teammates haven't given up on him. 
No. Like he seems like he's not like an outcast. Like he's one of the guys. Right. And like, you know, he's one of the he's one of the dudes on the squad. Like they haven't been like, dude, this guy sucks. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it's I weird mean, that they haven't I, come out and said what's wrong. I mean, for me in the Butler trade, I took it as and you know, I'll tie this with bolts, but you know, I took it as yeah, you missed you lost Sarge and Kevin and he lost those shooting and I get what all the points Adam brought up. But I took it as the, the Sixers are kind of um, towards the top of that second tier of NBA teams, I would say, defensively. And I felt like getting Butler can inch them into that, that top tier, top ten type of group uh, in the NBA defensively. He can help uh, maybe mitigate some of the fast break points that they're, they're giving up, help them increase um, individual ball pressure, and maybe uh, as far as increasing steals per game and whatnot like that. And then you get a, a person that's used to making big shots, waiting to take the shots in the clutch that I maybe that a Ben Simmons or a Joel Embiid aren't necessarily accustomed to doing um, with that. Uh, but I actually thought this is, I think some of my people may took this as a negative for Fultz, but actually I thought picking Butler was a positive more as the Sixers bringing someone in that can fill maybe the role that he that was slotted for him and reduce his minutes, take him to the bench, and figure out a way to solve this problem. I mean, you're not. I feel like the 76ers to me are not giving up on a a, a big talent that's still 20 years old. You know, and if there's any organization that's going to be patient, that's going to try to work their way through a problem. Uh, because this person has immense talent, it is going to be the 76ers, as they've proven with Embiid and then obviously Simmons the year that he sat out. So I, I actually did take this as a negative towards Fultz. I told him, like, hey, this is the piece that we're going to put in place for right now. We're going to roll, but we're not going to give up on this person that could be outerworldly talent. Um, and hopefully he gets that shoulder fixed and goes to the specialist and we'll see what happens from there. Well, I... That, that's a fair point. I think psychologically, it's it's all all in his head right now. Um, there's been kind of some whispers of him maybe going down to the G League and he needs to go down to the G League, I think. And you know, get, regaining some confidence. Uh, if it if it's if it's all mental, if it's injury related, it's a different story. And he needs to just true. Stop. But then it's like you know, in baseball, they have the rehab where you go down yeah. to AAA. So I think if that. If those things occur, that that would that'd be beneficiary for him. Uh, with Markel, I think personally, just his his trade value is really low right now. Uh, but his, the talent is there. But I think a team should. I, if I was Philly, I would look to trade him. I think he just needs a fresh start, start over, go to a shit team where there's no pressure. In, in, in my See, opinion, I, I, mean, I get I get why you're saying that, but just because I, look at Trey Young, yeah, you get the ball. There's no expectations. You're just gonna go do your thing. You're gonna, you guys are gonna suck. You're gonna make mistakes, and that's gonna be okay. I think the same thing. Like put him on an Orlando or like a Phoenix or like a Chicago or something like that. Let him suck. And, but let him develop at the same time. Yeah, he's not going to be in the public eye. Right. With no, Sucking. See, with, I think that's why he should go to the G League. Just get him out that of the spotlight. That but, also mentally isn't – it's just tough. See, I think – see, I think – right. I think he I might agree get, with Chuck. I mean, the guy, he's already fragile. If well, I guess not, maybe he's, he's not that, super fragile because he's still playing hard, but 
I, I mean, if you're that fragile where that where that's going to kill your career, that's a different story. I mean, for a guy like Fultz, first of all, we don't even know what's wrong. I think he's healthy. I think the shoulder's fine. You seriously? I think yeah, bro. He can't even lift. You it. don't. You don't. You don't play piggy or whatever patty cake with the basketball. That was unless weird. you're fucking fucked up in the head. What the weird. fuck is that? Who? I tried that shit today, man. That was ridiculous. There's <laughs> tried, no way you could do you that. Tried it today. And shoot and legitimately think you can make a free throw. I mean, but there's obviously something. This guy missed a off. whole season last year. There's something. And he was supposedly off. healthy, but his shoulder was had a mysterious injury. Right, and then he. And worked. now he's missing this season from and the then, same shit. And then he like made fifteen thousand jumpers this summer or something. Yeah, like he was that. healthy all off season. And, it's gotten, sudden, the, and the yeah, weird part I mean, is, I it's gotten worse from the beginning of the season to now. And they're not even talking to the Sixers. See, part of the, the mo- part of the most frustrating thing about this is exactly that they're not saying anything about it. Like they didn't say anything all last year. Who, Fultz or the Fultz, Sixers? Fultz's party or the oh, Sixers? Right. The but Sixers I don't think just the Sixers said, are in the know. They, they just said they didn't know. Right. That's, about uh, they found out when we found out. They don't know about this. We're stepping away from I'm the team. I'm talking about Fultz's party, his his team, his agent, everything. Like they haven't said anything. They haven't said if it's an injury. They haven't said what it was. They haven't said if it's an injury. I mean. The whole thing to me, that part of it is extremely weird. So on, on media day, he did say he was injured and he didn't have the yips or whatever the the trainer told. Right. Him. Well, somebody asked said him if he, he had the yips and he said no. No, right? he said he was injured. Did he say what was wrong? Because that's shoulder. Only, they, they, but they've never released like what would the exact old injury was. They're not, not going to release it. They're not going to release anything because there's too many. There's uh in. Contracts and insurance implications. So obviously, if you give out that information, because Colt does have a multi-year, uh, multi-million-dollar contract with Nike, but he might have took insurance on that based on injury implications. So, you know, it, if the yips might not come under insurance consideration, or whereas a shoulder injury might in surgery and whatnot. So it, it always comes down to much. Well, that's a whole different story, right? If they're with if they're withholding in injury information for for a, a shoe deal or for whatever contract, then that's a whole different story. And that does have legal impli- implications, right? So it's it's really interesting uh, with Markel. Uh, hopefully, you know, oh shit, he was such a fucking talent at UW that hopefully he gets it together and he can. You know, really be the player we think he is. Um, you know, really quick, Minnesota, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they kind of got a shitty deal, or they took a shitty deal. I thought there was some better. They could have got a first-round pick for Miami and Josh Richardson, who I feel both of those would have been better than getting Covington and Sarich. But, you know, that's not here nor there. Uh, I did read that Miami pulled that deal off the table <clears throat> the last near the end of those talks. But they, I don't know if that's true or not. But then they, they got offered Eric Gordon, too, in, in, in a pick. And, you know, oh, I saw that. It was like one of those last deals before they, 
they accepted the um because I think easily that Miami deal was the best one they got. Jimmy seemed like he's really embraced the new team though. He's definitely made Oh some, for sure. He's, he's probably just happy. He's to made some shots about the T Wolves, but he talks about everybody listens. When when someone does something wrong, we accept it and move forward and we grow. Right. You don't take it personal. Yeah. So he was definitely taking shots at at Cat and Wiggy. So um uh, Right. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens moving forward with Philadelphia, but that's going to wrap up this. Oh, what, what do you have to say? No. Say, uh, yeah. I was going to say that's going to wrap up this latest episode of BTST, our latest pod. It's been a while. Hopefully we'll be more regular with our episodes, you know, life and now we're all back in the country. Too. Yeah, life and travel and kids and family and coaching and foreigners and all that stuff is taking over. So, you know, now that we're back to reality a little bit and you know, we'll hopefully knock out episodes a little more regular for you guys. I know I have had multiple people ask me, if, you know, when we're going to have episodes, so like I said, we're going to try to make this a more regular thing for you. Um, again, you guys, we started a YouTube channel. We Great content coming up. Shot two videos already. Those will be out really soon. So please go subscribe to that. Please go follow us on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And respond on Instagram. Let us know if, if you don't think our player of the day is, is, is oh, right. Oh, we have one. Unless your name is Luke. Yeah, we have one guy named Nathan Hale's leading scorer, all-time leading scorer that always has a bone to pick with us. So That's what we like, though. But we, do, we, do, we do like the, uh, the debate. Santa likes it when you come pick his bone. But that's going to do it, folks. Adam's speechless by that comment. I just, there's no words. <laughs> there's, just, there's just no words. But again, yes, please check us out on social media. You know, like Adam said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Shout us out. Let us know what you want to do. We're out here. We go to games. You might see us in the Blackhawks, Nighthawks shirt. Get us out. Walk up onto us and stuff. We love, we're approachable. We love talking to you guys. You know, let us know. We want to give the people what they want. Yes. Exactly, exactly, and you know Charlie Sano and myself, we will be starting the high school basketball season. You know we're we're gonna be on the mic for that, calling some games. Got the YouTube channel, you know, starting that up. Just got a lot of stuff going on with BTST, you know. So stay tuned, everybody. But with that being said, thank you for all your guys' love and support. We cannot tell you guys how much we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Any- Thanks for tuning in. Maybe one of these days we'll get one of you guys on the pod. You guys can, you guys can get this little call in like Bruce. The guest host? Or not. No, I'm just playing. We're, we're going we're to get, get the Skype right for the next one. Last thing we need is another Bruce. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's all right, Sneeze. Anytime. Anytime.
All right, you guys. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but that's all, folks. Signing off. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Dust.